My name is uh, Manda Khai. I'm the chairperson of Select Committee on Trade, OP, and as well as the uh, staff in competitions. That's how this department is now called. Uh, uh, but also the Small Business Development Committee on Tourism, Employment and Labor. So those are the departments that we deal with as this as well as with also their entities. My name is Manda. I'm the chairperson of Select Committee on Tourism. Before I indicate the purpose of the meeting, uh, do we have any apologies? Yes, Chair, we received an apology from Mr. Kapleni. He said he has got a bereavement. Okay. That's the only apology I have. Let me take uh, this uh, opportunity again to formally open the meeting and uh, welcome everybody. Uh, we're meeting uh, uh, for the first time uh, in the third term of our program. Um, the last program uh, was uh, the second one, uh, where we uh, thank each other uh, on how we proceeded with the uh, first and the second program. Yes, mainly the second program took place uh, uh, during a lockdown five, four, uh, and three. Uh, we're starting now the new uh, term, which is the third term uh, on the alert level uh, two. Um, <clears throat> we just been uh, informed that uh, in the National Assembly, uh, one of the members of parliament, uh, Alphabet Hisham has uh, uh, passed away. Um, I think this uh, afternoon, I think the funeral is still on. Um, some of us were <laughs> locked, uh, uh, locked in in the plenary as well as in the funeral uh, at the same time. Uh, so I too also disconnect from both uh, to log in on this one. Uh, but let me also indicate that uh, the the secretary uh, to the chairperson has uh, lost uh, her mother. Um, uh, on Friday uh, uh, last week. Uh, so I thought that must also indicate uh, a sense of those are the uh, things that have happened, uh, which are so sad. So perhaps I would uh, just Ask the members if we could have a, a moment of silence. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you very much, uh, members and uh, uh, staff. Honourable <coughs> uh, members, as uh, um, perhaps can we can we just check then from the department sides. Uh, DTIC uh, was present. Um, good afternoon, Chair. Uh, it's it is Dr. Evelyn Masoja. I'm with the team, um, the National 
gambling board, Miss um, uh, Caroline Kongwa, who is the head of the the, 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 the gambling board. I'm with Mr. Nkwadze Mashamaite and Miss Tsulfelo Shali, who work with uh, me in the consumer and corporate regulation branch of the DTIC. Um, I will request uh, um, uh, Ms. Kongwa to just introduce the, the team that she comes with uh, for this meeting. Uh, Caroline? Good afternoon, uh, Chairperson, Honourable Members. Uh, good afternoon once again. I'm Caroline Kongwa, the Administrator for the National Gambling Board. And then I'm joined by, uh, or rather with three of my colleagues, Mr. Shelton Pagiwa, who's the Senior Manager Gaming Technology. And then we have uh, Ms. Yvonne Gwenhure, who's the Economic Researcher, and Ms. Sibathle Nwata, who is our Legal Advisor. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Um, so, uh, Dr. Masuji has been having a long day uh, uh, today. I think she started in the PC uh, on the two bills that have been returned by the President uh, Copyright Amendment Bill and uh, 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 Protection of Performance Amendment Bill. Yeah. Um, can, can I have an indication uh, which uh, provinces? Uh, are represented in terms of uh, MPLs? Yes, Chairperson, according to the list I received from Free State, we have Honorable Jay Khadebe, the Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee. Can you confirm his presence? From so you say you, say you have a list, State. so we must confirm if uh, uh, he or she is present. Okay. It's a he or a she? I think it's a he. Are you present, uh, Honorable Khadebe? Uh, Not yet. Can we Honorable get a It was a uh, free stage. Yeah. We also have Honorable S. Gisela Mulela, the chairperson of the PC on Economic and De Development, Environment and Tourism in Limpopo with yeah. Dr. Chadi. Okay. Are they all present? Yes, no. we are present. Yeah. Okay, thank you very and much. We have the chairperson of finance from Pumalanga province, Honorable Lashmanarian. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. I'm present. Sorry, what's calling? It's Honorable Lachmina Ray. I am present. Oh, okay. Welcome uh, to all the special delegates uh, from uh, our provinces. Um, Chairperson? Yes. I also received a, a list from Gauteng. I'm not sure if they are in, but I didn't see Honorable Lassindwa, the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee. Honorable D. Adams, Honorable Silias, Honorable Hassam, Honorable Makubela, Honorable Bim Mube, Honorable K. Hoffman, and Honorable Chintagano. I'm not sure if they are in, I didn't see them. But I received the list. No, let, let's just 
Yeah, let, let, let me just check you, Honorable Chairperson. I'll come back to you. Okay, no, we'll, we'll continue in the meantime. So it's, a, yeah. it's not affecting their quorum at all. Yeah, but we welcome yes. their presence in the meeting. Um, can I just check if uh, we have a, a legal advisor from Parliament? Mm. Yes, he is present. Chair. He is Dr. Advocate Jenkins. So he is present. Jenkins is here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we'll also be joined by uh, uh, Ms. Samara. Oh, Samara oh, Ali. Yeah, Ali. Yeah. Okay, no, then we, we, we can continue. I am, I think what we can do just to refresh uh, our minds, though it is uh, uh, our responsibility just to take us back, uh, to remind ourselves uh, why we, we're meeting today to, to consider the final mandates. I, I saw uh, yesterday a presentation uh, from the department uh, that was circulated to us by the committee assistant. Um, though it, it is now our responsibility because the, the, the bill is no longer in the department now, it is uh, with the parliament, uh, the, the, the National Council of Provinces Lay Committee. Uh, but uh, because already the the report is here. Uh, I will uh, allow the department uh, to just give us, a, to take us through the, the report, but uh, you should not take us uh, on the final mandates. Uh, we'll leave the final mandates. Each province will be indicating what is their uh, final mandate. So I saw in the report, you, you, you've given us, uh, Dr. Masocha, the, the background and uh, you also uh, included uh, the, the status with regard to the final mandate. So I'm, I'm suggesting that you should not go into the final mandate. That part will be getting directly uh, from the provinces themselves uh, as to how their uh, final mandates uh, looks like. Over to you, Diplomacy. Uh, uh, thank you, Chair. I'm going to quickly load the, the slides. Um, so just give me a... a a second to do that. Um, uh, sorry about that. Um, so, Chair, we we are going to um, win this presentation with the the NGB. We are going to present the the some of the content that we've already shared regarding the the bills uh, before. So the information is not um, is not new, and. Uh, um, so um, in terms of, of that, it's just to ref, uh, take you back in terms of what the, the bills are about and um, what was the, the outcomes um, about them. And um, so I'm going to um, start with um, the rationale and where the background is. So just to confirm um chair is this projecting in in the in, in, in for in the meeting can you see the slides i'm on the uh, the first page yes doc we can see the slides okay thank yes. you chair um good afternoon honorable members uh, good afternoon chairperson and the colleagues and and representatives from the pro provinces and chair just to extend the condolences to the um 
the, the 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 honorable member that you you mentioned and then the colleague uh, in your in your in your office uh, may their souls uh, rest in peace um, and just to start with the presentation chairperson we 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 are here to to brief the committee, uh, but also to address the issue of the final mandates. But just to bring a, a bit of background on the gambling um, national gambling amendment bill and where it is uh, emerging from in terms of uh, its context and the history of gambling in the republic from a legislative and policy point of view. And in a nutshell. There was the Wehan Commission that recommended that there should be strict uh, regulation of gambling. That was in 1995. And then in 1996, uh, there was the National Gambling Act enacted, uh, introducing the uh, the National Gambling Board. And then in 2004, there was an amendment to the Act introducing the National Gambling Policy Council to, to ensure that policy the alignment uh, is there in coordination at national and uh, provincial level. And then we had the national gam- uh, another amendment in 2008 uh, uh, focusing on interactive gambling. Uh, however, this legislation is not enacted uh, due to some considerations that were dealt with in parliament with the concerns of gambling, uh, overstimulation of gambling in the republic. And in 2010, there was a gambling review commission report that was commissioned looking at the whole of gambling modes of gambling and the future of gambling in south africa and the considerations are for future policy um and then uh, the, then the the bill um was um was was introduced into parliament it was approved by cabinet uh, in 2016 and um in the parliamentary process when it was introduced in 2018 um, it went it, into the PC process, and uh, it, when it when it arrived in the PC, it was a, a more comprehensive um, uh, bill. Uh, however, it was then uh, shortened because there was a need for more extensive policy discussions. It was shortened to focus on the administrative issues that are impacting on the regulation of gambling in the republic. So the legislation was then um, the bill the the the, the bill was. Uh, adopted by the National Assembly and then the uh, Select Committee and the NCOP in um, in March of 20, um, in, in 2019. However, um, the, the way, there were challenges with the final mandates uh, when it was uh, um, um, pardoned in terms of the adoption. It went to the the, 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 I mean, the NCOP assembly meeting. However, it, it was not concluded because of the mandates that uh, were not uh, finalized in the meeting. So there were some legal technicalities with the finalization of the uh, of of the of the bill in the in the NCOP. So it had to be uh, deferred to the sixth parliament. So in the sixth parliament, it was revived as a bill in the sixth parliament and we then undertook processes in the in the in we st- we started the process and in that process we also uh worked uh, we also went to brief the provinces uh, uh the provincial legislatures um uh, late uh, 2019 about the bills and uh, uh, for today's uh, purpose uh, we will be uh, addressing the final mandates but then the background of um, uh, the, the where gambling is coming from, um, in terms of the policy uh, processes and the policy principles, 
the, the principles that were set out in the Wehan Commission, they remain applicable to date. Um, the protection of society from overstimulation of latent gambling through the limitation of gambling opportunities remains one of the key principles that are still pursued uh, to date to, to ensure that there is no um, excess uh, uh, gambling activities in the in the in the country and uh, uh, people are not exposed panthers are not exposed uh, to 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 uh, overstimulation of gambling so that the policy rationale remains as well as the protection of players and the integrity and fairness of the industry through the strict control and supervision of the industry another policy uh, rationale that remains is that there is a need for uniformity and harmonization of policy and law uh, at all levels of government uh, across provinces uh, through uh, norms and standards, cooperation and coordination. And the, 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 the issue of the generation of re revenue and taxes for provinces um, for, for good causes also remains the principle that is key in terms of the policy. The economic empowerment of the historically disadvantaged remains a, an area of, um, of critical importance for the national gambling uh, legislation and the promotion of economic growth, uh, development, and employment. And uh, I will not repeat the processes that were, were, were followed. I think the part that I will go into is on the, um, the processes after the National Assembly, uh, where there was the process with the provinces in the fifth parliament. So in the fifth parliament, the, um, when it, the bill went into the NCOP process, as I've indicated um, in the last meeting of the NCOP, it could not be concluded because of the status of the mandates. And I will go into the, uh, the, the, the fifth uh, bullet where I'm highlighting the mandates that were received from the, the provinces at the time. So the negotiating mandates were received from the provinces and um, the de department together with the regulator responded to those mandates. And the final mandates received uh, from the provinces in the fifth uh, administration um, were from where that Northwest Free State, Mpumalanga Limpopo and Northwest, they voted in favor of the bill at the time. Eastern Cape abstained, um, the Western Cape, um, Gauteng and KwaZulu-Natal, they voted against the bill. So this was the status in the last uh, administration. We thought it was important to highlight this because this is not a new process. It's a revived bill and, and to just show the distinction between then and, 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 and now. Um, as indicated, there were mandates that were received only after yeah. the last uh, select committee meeting. Um, and um, so they affected the outcomes of the last sitting yeah. by the NCOP when the the, the the bill was to be passed. And then it was referred back as indicated. So in terms yeah. of the, the rationale of the bill, the rationale of the National Gambling Amendment Bill is to provide for the establishment of the national gambling regulator that is led by a CEO as the accounting authority uh, to provide for the procedure for forfeiture of unlawful winnings 
to empower the National Gambling Policy Council to make a, a final decision at the second sitting with the majority of members are present in that meeting to extend the National Central Electronic Monitoring System to other modes of gambling, to enhance the powers of the National Inspectorate to curb illegal gambling activities, and then to address other uh, consequential amendments uh, and to amend and delete certain definitions uh, and to cater for the transitional arrangements between the regulator and the, the board and the regulator. And uh, Chair, if it's, if it's permissible, uh, maybe I could request the um, Administrator, Ms. Ngongwa, to speak to the statistics that are in slide 10 and 11 as part of the presentation uh, so that you can just take us through the, the statistics to give that overview from a regulator perspective, um, highlighting the key highlights for both of these slides then I will pause and continue with the rest of the presentation. If that's okay. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Ms. Kongwa, if you can come in on the slide 10 and 11, please. Um, thank you, Chairperson. Um, Evelyn, will you get to slide 10? I don't see it, but I have it on my screen. Can I will I will I will I will I will browse for you. You can speak to what you see, and then when you are done, I'll move to the next slide. All right. Okay, I don't I don't see it, but let me use uh, my screen. Basically, on slide ten, um, it's one of um, the national gambling board's mandate to ensure that. Um, we monitor uh, market sector performance and this and, and market share. So this is usually done um, by the National Gambling Board producing producing statistics and providing an outlook of the gambling industry. So for this purpose, what we did in slide 10 to start with is we basically gave an indication of how um, each sector, that is the casino sector, betting, bingo and LPM sector have been faring from a gross gambling revenue perspective um, from the financial year ending 2016 through to 2019. And um, ordinarily, uh, you would you would see, um, you know, various uh, trends in terms of the growth uh, in GGR. So if I'm to start with um, the casino industry, over the years, um, the growth in the casino industry has been averaging um, somewhere around uh, 2% the, for the specific financial years. And the most recent, we have a growth at 1.2%. Uh, and then we also have the uh, betting uh, industry where, it, where we reported as at the end of uh, financial year 1819, um, we we have seen growth at 18%, um, followed by bingo, uh, which was reported at 26.6%, uh, the LPM industry 129 So overall, the industry has been growing at 12.1%. Um, that, 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 those are the projections we have. And we're basically looking at um, an industry that more or less, even in terms of the latest statistics, the financial year ending um, 
20, uh, March, rather 2020, we have an industry that is worth um, 31 billion. So the investment um, uh, basically stimulates local, uh, the local economy, um, local economic growth, a contribution to government tax and levies, um, also a contribution to the gross domestic uh, product and investment, and also job creation, um, uh, considering the fact that uh, we have a huge investment from an infrastructure perspective and um, in terms of the value chain, um, individuals or citizens are required then to take up employment, um, assist with providing uh, gambling activities in a responsible manner. So overall tax collected um, by government, I think that is something that um, uh, members would also want to, uh, or rather be keen in, 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 in paying attention to would be the fact that overall government tax collected amounts to about 10% of gross gambling revenue. And then um, the next slide, would be dealing with um, an indication per province of what each province's share is. So we have Gauteng, which um, is the largest contributor, uh, followed by the Western Cape, and then, sorry, followed by uh, KwaZulu-Natal, and then the Western Cape, uh, and fourthly, followed by Eastern Cape overall. So um, the, the gambling statistics also basically assist us in monitoring market share and why that is important is also just continuously to understand and inform the research projects that the National Gambling Board does in order to inform us um, how basically uh, punters or gamblers are behaving um, and also to keep a track and reconcile in terms of overall whether the industry is growing um, and, and, and how uh, tax collection is, is taking place. Thank you. Um, th thank you so much, uh, Ms. Kongwa. Then, Chair, I will move to the next slide. Uh, as, as guided, I will, move, uh, I will not go into the, the final mandates. I'll go into the the concerns that were raised by the provinces in the fifth administration. The reason why um, we, we considered to incorporate these um, slides was to ensure that there is a context to the final mandates. Uh, as much as the final mandates, they came without uh, challenges or concerns raised. These are some of the main issues that came up in the uh, provincial um, uh, consultations uh, and in the negotiating mandates at the time, and because um, the, the, the the legislatures uh, changed, some of the there were briefings even amongst themselves in terms of the previous administration and the current. So, meaning some of the issues probably remain the same. So, we then undertook to just bring them forward, just for uh, the committee to 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 be aware of the concerns concerns that were raised, uh, because they have been raised before, one will not go into too much detail. It was just to indicate what are the challenges uh, and what has been concerns with the with the bill. So I will do uh, high levels of these just to give a sense of what they were. So one of them is around the establishment of the National Gambling Regulator. 
So as far as the National Gambling Regulator is concerned, uh, provinces raise concerns uh, regarding the proposed establishment of the regulator without a board structure uh, because they were concerned about issues of corporate governance. And uh, with that in mind, um, um, it, it was proposed that uh, from our from the side of the DTI uh, and the regulator that the regulator be established uh, in line with other entities of the DTIC um, after uh, considering the research uh, that was uh, conducted by the department on agency rationalization. So this process was informed by the, our research process. And not only that, uh, we have regulators, uh, regulatory bodies in the department, uh, which also adopted a similar model of, uh, uh, of, of, of one uh, a leader who's heading the institution, moving away from board structures for corporate governance purposes. So examples of other entities with similar structure with a single head um, includes the, the public protector, uh, although it's not, a DT, it's not a DTIC entity, we just use that as an example, but then the Companies and Intellectual Property Commission is a DTIC regulator, the National Consumer Tribunal, the National Regulator for spe Compulsory Specification, the National Consumer Commission, and the Competition Commission. So these are examples of regulators that do not have boards, they just have uh, a single head uh, who's heading the institution, uh, either as a, as a commissioner or a CEO. Uh, there are regulators and they have big mandates. An example that is given uh, in that next uh, bullet point is the NCR, the National Credit Regulator, that uh, looks after a debt book of over 1 trillion rand uh, annually, which is, which is much bigger than the market size of the, the gambling industry as an example. So, and their reach is uh, beyond the national borders and they look at different issues. So this was a, an example of, uh, of a regulator that we also flagged just to indicate that um, a single body, single head, um, headed uh, institution can be, um, have a big money, can have a big mandate, it can enforce the the law and it can be able to apply, apply itself in terms of the regulatory framework. And then the, just to come back to the ad, uh, administrator issue and the administration of the National Gambling Board, the National Gambling Board has been under administration for the past six years, if, I'm, if my calculations are, are, are accurate, since 2014, um, around this time. So the, 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 the institution was led by an administrator. So it has been a single-headed institution. And since then, it has been able to achieve its targets in terms of, uh, from, an audit, uh, from the Auditor General's uh, perspective, with clean audits in five uh, consecutive years. So the, the regulator, although its mandate is not as extensive as those of provinces, has done very well in terms of uh, the enforcement or addressing issues of the regulation of um, gambling within it, the confines of the National Gambling Act with its provisions. So to demonstrate that uh, this has been a, we think that it has done very well under the circumstances it has found itself. There was a board before and that board then was removed and then there was the administrator. And when the parliament considered the importance of the bill, 
their concern was that it is not ideal to have an institution under administration for so long because it could it could raise other audit related issues because uh, administration is not meant to be a long term measure in addressing governance issues. Hence, we saw this as a very critical amendment uh, to bring to parliament to ensure that the administration and the regulation of gambling in the in the Republic is catered for in a regulatory framework. The other concern raised by provinces is around the national central electronic monitoring system. This is a, uh, the, the provinces raised uh, concerns that the ENSEMs, um, which which are currently at the national level, uh, are dealing with the limited payout machines only. Uh, their concerns was that this will be extended to other modes of gambling, and um, the issues uh, were raised that casinos and bingos they already have their own systems and provincial licensing authorities have access to this information when it is needed. So they, there was a view that this is a duplication of efforts because there's already a regulatory framework or there are platforms where provinces can have access to this, uh, this information and this tool. And the intention um, of the NSAMs is to, for this bill, was to extend them to other modes of gambling and uh, to consolidate information throughout the country for all legal modes of gambling. The National Gambling Board uh, currently has the exclusive mandate over the NSAMs for the limited payout machines uh, mode of gambling. And the system already exists and has already been uh, developed at the cost of the NGB. Um, so I will maybe pause in terms of the various explanation about the NSAMs, but just to indicate that provinces were concerned about the interference uh, of the uh, of government of the national gambling board in terms of the NSEMs. they were not in favor of this uh, of this uh, inclusion uh, the extension to other modes of gambling they did not support it and they raised various issues about it and um, uh, for instance raising the fact that they already have their own systems and the rest of the slide on NSEMS is just to give the committee a sense of what the intentions were behind the NSEMS and the, their importance in ensuring corporate governance and accountability of information and ensuring that the, the, the regulators can have proper oversight. Because one of the concerns we had was that the reliance is more on the operators and then the provincial gambling boards do not have their own uh, monitoring system. So, meaning that there was a need for that oversight. But that's, uh, that, that these are just some of the issues that came up in, the, in those debates and discussions. The other key issue was on the National Gambling Policy Council. On the National uh, uh, Gambling Policy Council, the council is, uh, is a requirement. Having council meetings is a, a requirement of the National Gambling Act. And there has been concerns related to the attendance of these meetings by, 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 by MECs. So the quorum has been a challenge for many years. And because of that, 
there has not been opportunities to address norms and standards and policy issues at national level um, to ensure that the provinces and the national addresses issues in a coordinated fashion. For instance, issues around the empowerment in the industry, issues around illegal gambling activities. So these issues could not be addressed and dealt with sufficiently through time because of the issue of lack of uh, quorum. The, 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 the National Gambling Policy Council has not corrected at the time for many for, 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 for many financial years. So it was a vacuum uh, for, for the department in terms of policy and setting out uh, norms and standards and, 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 and so on. So the insertion that uh, is proposed uh, in, the, in, the, in the bill is to, is to uh, provide that if in the first sitting of the National Gambling Policy Council there's no quorum, in the next uh, sitting, though the members who are available in that meeting can make a decision on the issues, um, the majority of those members. And the provinces suggested that they, uh, the, the, the other options have not been explored. They, they, they suggested that there should be the disband. The possible suggestion was there should be disbanding of the council. Um, others proposed that maybe round robin should be considered uh, to deal with issues. However, in terms of the disbanding, um, there was a concern that this will not result in giving effect to the constitution and it will um, impact on the risk of conflict with regards to policy and laws uh, developed by government and uh, pose ch uh, challenges um, uh, and not bring solutions, but just bring challenges. And in terms of the, ro the round robin, uh, uh, we looked at how round robins you might normally work. Round robins uh, are, are, are utilized to cast a vote on matters that have already been deliberated. So both options were not seen as viable for this uh, for this process, but this was one of the contentious issues that was uh, deliberated and that many provinces had concerns about. And some even proposed that maybe the minister should have an administration process where he engages with his colleagues, uh, with his counterparts on, uh, on issues of uh, attendance rather than having this in a legislation uh, in the form of a bill. So this discussion uh, had uh, different views, but it was not uh, well received by, by the relevant uh, different provinces. The other one was on the National Inspectorate. Um, in terms of the National Inspectorate, uh, the way that the, uh, the intention was, was to ensure that there is strengthened enforcement in the, in the country in terms of the gambling mandate. And however, provinces raised issues of autonomy and independence uh, um, of, of, their, of, of their inspectorate where their concerns were that national inspectors will be allowed to come into their provinces and investigate uh, without their approval and, and without uh, being accompanied by the provincial inspectors. And um, so there were concerns about this interference and also that this is their mandate. They already have enough capacity. Um, uh, government uh, and the National Gambling Board or the regulator, uh, if this was going to be adopted, should not be coming into their provinces and to interfere in their in their in their inspectorate task uh, uh, mandate because they already have that mandate. 
and um, so, so chair, these are these were the main these were the main issues that were raised with the with the bill. Um, other issues that came up in the NCOP process within the select committee were coming from stakeholders. But for the interest of being focused in this discussion, I will limit um, my inputs to this process, and um, then I hand over back to chair just to say this: these were some of the major issues that impacted on the on the outcome of the of the bill and uh we just to recommend that uh the report be noted uh, thank you chair um, thank you very much uh, uh, dr masocha uh, for the background um, um but then i think the the issue then was that uh, these were concerns that were raised uh, during the negotiating mandates and the uh, then they were considered by the select committee uh, and uh, the a bill then was sent back uh, to the to the provinces either containing uh, uh, changes uh, to the uh, to the bill uh, from the na or not uh, then after that then the the provinces have uh, decided to give in their their final mandates uh, after considering after they raised the issues and the department then responded and the committee and now provinces are, are making their final mandates uh, taking into account the issues that they raise and also the responses to the issues that they raise so i'm not uh, sure to what extent uh, the mandates have been circulated to all members uh, I, I want to, at this stage, ask uh, the committee secretaries uh, to, to upload uh, the mandates alphabetically. And uh, if I don't know if there's a, a member of uh, the legislature from the Eastern Cape province. Yesterday I was uh, called by the PLO uh, that I should uh, read uh, the mandate of the Eastern Cape as uh, no one was going to be present from the province. Uh, if it's still the case, then I will, uh, on behalf of the Eastern Cape, because alphabetically it's the first province, uh, I'll read the, 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 the mandate of the Eastern Cape. And the next one will then be the Free State. If uh, there's an MPL from the Free State, they will read the, the, the mandate of the Eastern Cape. But then if not, we'll ask the uh, Honorable uh, Musodi uh, to do so on behalf of uh, uh, the Free State. Let me read then the Eastern Cape uh, Provincial uh, Legislature Office of the Speaker. Uh, final mandate to the Chairperson of National Council of Provinces. Uh, name of the bill, National Gambling Amendment Bill, uh, number of bill, uh, B27B2018, uh, date of deliberation, 17 August 2020, vote of the legislature. The province is not in support of the bill in its current form and mandates the Eastern Cape Permanent Delegate to the NCOP to abstain from voting on the bill. Regards. It's signed by Honorable Helen Sol August, a speaker of the Eastern Cape Provincial Legislature. 
So the mandate, therefore, is that uh, the permanent delegates to the NCOP should uh, abstain. Can we upload then the free state? Do we have a MPL from the free state? Thank you, Chair. Do you hear yeah. me, Chair? Yes, I can hear you. Love Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Good afternoon, Honorable Members and Officials. The mandate from the Free State, Honorable Chairperson. The Free State Legislature final voting mandate to the Chairperson of National Council of Provinces, name of the bill, National Gambling Amendment Bill, number of the bill, B27B stroke 2018, date of deliberations, 25 August 2020, vote of the legislature, honorable chair, the free state legislature vote against the bill, signed by the honorable L.N. Mapena, deputy speaker of the free state legislature on the 25 August 2020. I thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Musodi. Uh, how term? Uh, yes, Chairperson. Sorry, I lost my uh, sound a little bit. Uh, okay. Let me read the final mandate, Chairperson. The final mandate, Chairperson, is that to the Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, the Honorable A. Masondo, the name of the bill is the National Gambling Amendment Bill. The number of the bill is B278-218 to 2018. The date of the de de uh, de deliberation was the 22nd of May 2020. The vote of the legislature, the Gauteng legislature votes against the vote, Chairperson. Signed by? Thank you. Signed by the Speaker of the Gauteng legislature, the Honorable Mekwe. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, the next province is uh, Limpopo. Oh, sorry, KwaZulu Natal. Yes, KwaZulu Natal, the nurse. Can you take us through? Can the delegate from KwaZulu-Natal take us through? Honorable Tim. If there is no MPL, we'll take Honorable Tim to take us through. 
Chair, my understanding from my colleagues in the province is that the mandate of KZN is to abstain. Is to abstain? Yes. Oh, okay. um, wondered that uh, for recording purposes uh, to be read out. Oh, I can read it for you if you'd like, Chair. Yes, uh, please. Final mandate to the chairperson of the NCOP, name of bill, National Gambling Amendment Bill, number of bill B27B-2018, date of deliberation Tuesday 25 August 2020, vote of the legislature. The KwaZulu-Natal legislature met today Tuesday 25th of August 2020 and agreed to mandate KwaZulu-Natal delegation to the National Council Provinces to abstain from voting on the National Gambling Amendment Bill. And the reference is there. Thank you, Chair. So, so it's signed by the Speaker. If, can you move up? Uh, okay. Yes, Chair. It is signed by the Deputy Speaker. I, I know the Speaker well. It is signed by Honourable M. E. Ndorbe, okay. Deputy Speaker of KZN Legislature. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable uh, Chief. Uh, the next uh, province is Pumalanga. Uh, the Popo. Oh, the Popo, sorry, sorry. So I confuse the, keep on confusing the two provinces. Now we, we are neighbors. Oh, okay. <laughs> Far apart. <laughs> okay. The, the final mandate is reflected there to the chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, name of the bill, National Gambling Amendment bill, number of bill, uh, B27 B 2018, date of deliberation 26th of November 2019. The province vote in favor of the bill. The mandate is signed by the then Honorable Speaker M.M. Varula Ramakan on the 9th of uh, December 2019. The next step. Uh, Province uh, Pumalanga. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, <coughs> as you can see, it's the mandate and it's addressed to the Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces. Um, name of the bill is the National Gambling Amendment Bill. Number of the bill is B27B of 2018. Um, the date of deliberation was on the 21st of November 2019. And the legislature votes as follows. The Portfolio Committee on Premier's Office Finance, Economic Development and Tourism. Uh, the committee confers on the <coughs> delegate representing the province of Mpumalanga and the National Council of Provinces a mandate to vote in favor of the bill. And as you can see, it has been signed by our honorable speaker, um, dated the 21st of November 2019. Thank you very much. Uh, the next province, uh, Northern Cape. Thank you, Chair. Welcome. Uh, Chairperson, the, the uh, mandate of the, the province of the Northern Cape read as follows. As you can see, uh, the uh, number of the bill. Uh, it reads as follows, the portfolio on finance, economic development and tourism duly met on the 18th November 2019 and was briefed by the permanent delegate to the National Council of Province, Honorable K. Mui Ma. 
as well as officials of the Department of Trade and Trade and Competition and the Gambling Board. The outcome of the meeting was that the previous negotiating and final mandate will prevail as there were no changes to the bill. In terms of Section 65 of the Constitution, the Portfolio Committee on Finance, Economic Development and Tourism recommended that that authority is conferred on the head of the delegation of the Northern Cape Provincial Legislature to vote in support of the National Gambling Amendment Bill uh, signed by Honorable uh, Speaker Mayor Nguyen Cluster. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Maima. Um, Western Cape? Um, we still allow the Northwest, sir. Oh. Hey, what's wrong with me now? <laughs> oh, not to ask, sorry. <laughs> thank you, thank you. On <laughs> the launch. Uh, it's clear I will never be the chairperson of the NCOP. <laughs> not to ask. Do we have anyone from the Northwest? Can we ask you, Honorable Lon, to read it out on behalf of uh, Northwest? <coughs> Do you want me to read out the Northwest one? Yes, please. Okay, I have no problem doing that. I don't know if it's uh, procedurally correct, but if you want me to do that, I'll do that. <laughs> we can ask any member of the committee. That's what you've been okay. doing. Then, then I will I will do that. It was addressed to the chairperson of the NCOP, Honorable uh, Masondu. Uh, the name of the bill is the National Gambling Amendment Bill. Um, the number of the bill is B27B-2018. Um, the date of the deliberation uh, was seems earlier today, chairperson, which was the 25th of August 2020, and then the Northwest Provincial Legislator votes against the National Gambling Amendment Bill, and uh, it was signed by the chairperson, and now whoever moves the screen, uh, I just need to get to that. Thank you. Now that must please not play around with the screen. So yeah, it was uh, signed by the chairperson of the committees in the Northwest Provincial Legislature. Okay, so it's supposed to be signed by the speaker. Yes, chair. Mm. The mandate's uh, uh, signed by the speaker, not uh, the chairperson of the I think the, the issue is whether the, the is it. Thank you, chair. Can, okay, thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Lund. Can we then uh, go to the Western Cape? Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Chai, sorry. The um, final mandate was sent to the Chairperson of the NCOP, the Honorable Masondu. Um, the name of the bill is the National Gambling Amendment Bill. The number of the bill is B27B-2018. The date of the deliberation was on the 22nd of November 2019, and the Western Cape Provincial Parliament confers on the Western Cape's delegation in the National Council of Provinces the authority to not support the bill, and it was signed by the Speaker of the Provincial Parliament in the Western Cape, Honorable Mkasela. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, uh, Um I saw there's something that was sent by the content advisor. I don't know if uh, we can be able to 
write it on the screen. Can you upload it? Because uh, it, it then gives us the picture of how uh, uh, provinces have voted. Oh, there you go. I don't, can you make it bigger? Oh, thank you. Uh, can you take us through, um, this is Grace, since you all of our content advisor? How many are voting in favor? How many that are against and those that are abstaining? Mrs. Grace, can you read it? Can you? I can't open it. Okay, can yeah, you make the, two can pro, the two provinces, the Eastern Cape and the KZN abstained. Yeah. Uh, Northern Cape, Mpumalanga and Limpombo are voting in support, in favor. The Western yeah. Cape is not in support and the Free State vote against and the Northwest vote against the bill. Kauteng also voted against the bill. So two provinces abstained. Two provinces Four abstained. provinces are voted against and three in support. Oh. Um, I, I think uh, at, at this stage, uh, perhaps we will have to uh, also get uh, an advice from uh, uh, Advocate Jenkins and uh, Ms. Samara Ali. But uh, let, let me just uh, read what uh, the the rules uh, of the NCOP says when it comes to forum and decisions. Uh, it's on page 55 of the uh, National Council of Provinces rules. Uh, it's the heading is uh, quorums and decisions, uh, rule 155. Uh, rule 155, one in brackets says, except when a question is decided, business may proceed irrespective of the number of members present. That means unless there's no, there's no decision that is going to be taken, the issue of a quorum doesn't uh, uh, apply, but where a decision has to be taken, uh, to says when a question that does not fall under section 75 of the constitution is to be decided, meaning the one that we are dealing with now, this one is not dealt with in terms of section 75, but is dealt with in terms of section 76. So therefore, a says a committee says committee members representing at least five provinces or six provinces in the case of constitutional amendment must be present. And B, the question is decided by the supporting vote of at least five provinces or six provinces in the case of constitutional amendment. What does it mean? A means uh, we, uh, we, we should be five, uh, provinces in terms of uh, people that are present in the meeting, at least uh, should be five. Uh, we, we meet that requirement uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of A. But in terms of B, it says the question is decided by the supporting vote of at least five provinces. 
So the, the provinces that are in support uh, of the bill are, are less than uh, five. Um, so, but let me then uh, find out then from perhaps, uh, let me start with uh, Shamar and then uh, uh, advocate uh, um, Jenkins to, to assist us. Maybe probably before, before that, Chair? Yes. The, the, also, the, the, if, uh, in a situation where the mandate is not signed by the speaker, I see the in the in terms of the table that was presented, it says the holding one is not signed. The northwest one is signed by the chairperson. There's one that was signed by the deputy speaker. Of course, with the deputy speaker, I think it's a matter that I suspect will definitely give him the constitutional responsibility of the deputy speaker. Uh, be different from where the mandate is signed by the chair and where the other, in the other situation, where the mandate is not signed. If we could also get clarity around that. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. So, uh, chair, if I may, the housing okay. one is signed. It was just not dated. Okay. In fact, all of them are, are not dated at, 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 the, at the signature, but after the signature, there's uh, no, no date for all of them. Except that the halting one uh, is a column for date, even though they did not put the date. Others did not have a column for date at all. So if you look at all of them, just at the halting one, the reason why I think the, the issue of a date is an issue is because they say they under the signature, there's a line uh, with a date, but yeah. then the date that is fixed. Uh, I, I think maybe then Samara can uh, assist that on that as well. Thank you, Chairperson, and good afternoon, colleagues, and good afternoon, members and colleagues. Um, with regards to the mandate, when it comes to the dating um, of the signature, what we can do is uh, note that there's a technical amendment, and we could request the provinces to rectify that when it comes to the final voting mandate. However, my concern um, lies with the fact that Northwest, um, this the mandate was actually signed by the chairperson of the committee and not the speaker. In terms of the Mandating Procedures Act, that is one of the legislative requirements. The mandate has to be signed by the speaker. Um, the committee would need to take a decision as to whether they would refer this mandate back to the province um, for revision and possible amendment, or whether they would consider it now and um, request a final mandate that goes before the House to be uh, amended. Then moving forward with regards to the number of mandates that we have. Um, Anubakai was correct in quoting the, the rule that he did. Um, we do not have sufficient mandates to vote in favor of the bill, nor do we have sufficient mandates to vote against the bill. In other words, in re to reject the bill. And we cannot abstain from the bill either. We have insufficient votes to basically proceed with the bill as a committee. What we can do is we can refer the bill to the House for further deliberation. Um, this was done in the previous parliament um, and the House had referred it back to the committee for uh, further deliberation. However, 
I don't see it. Um, I don't see the House once again referring the, the bill back to the committee. The Constitution gives the House a clear mandate in that the House can reject, approve, or consider a bill um, with mandate. Uh, sorry, with amendments. Um, so, in terms of our committee process, the report will merely say that the committee had considered the mandate submitted. Um, in terms of the technical amendments, we would request or I would advise that um, provinces re-look at those and amend it before we get to the House. And the committee would obviously pronounce itself in saying that it could not reach a decision because of the fact that we have insufficient mandates to proceed. Um, and that's all for me. Thank you, Chief. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, Advocate Jenkins. Um, audible, there we go. Hi, Chairperson. Yes. Good afternoon, Honourable Members. Good afternoon. There, uh, I agree with my colleague. Um, uh, Chairperson, um, what I did see, there, there was a table put up uh, about uh, that did not indicate whether there was any problems with the mandates. But what I got from the table is only three provinces voted in favour of the question. Yes. So, so, so Chair, if, if the question is put in this committee, that needs to be reported. If the question is put on the uh, final mandates and only three voted in favour, then the question has been rejected. Mm. And uh, so what I want to say is, uh, I think I'm not differing from my, my colleague there, uh, Shamara Ali. If the mandates need to be tightened up to make them valid in terms of the Mandates Act, then let's do it. But in the end, it looks like the committee needs to report that we didn't get sufficient mandates to present the bill that the committee supports as, as a committee made of provincial delegations in terms of the Section 76 procedure. I think one mustn't be afraid to, to, to submit to the House to say this is where we are in the committee and then the House can take it further. And I agree with my, my colleague Shamara Ali, the House can reject the committee report and provinces can come up with a voting mandate that, that indicates that they now want to pass the bill. But if they do not want to, then the bill is back um, to zero, Chairperson. Um, and that's it's a 76 bill. It stops there. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Advocate Junkit. Um I, I think at this stage, then, we will uh, ask the, the staff to prepare a, a report, uh, assisted, of course, by uh, uh, Advocate Jenkins and uh, Samara, uh, to take into account uh, what has uh, transpired. And, uh, and then, at a later stage, we will convene again the, the committee uh, to look at the report and they adopt the report uh, before then it goes uh, uh, to the House. Uh, so that will be the, the way forward uh, uh, on number members. Agreed? Chair, okay. it's uh, yeah, your the, queen. The, the, the position, I did not get, uh, get, get the, 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 the decision. Yes. No, no, the decision is that uh, uh, because of the, the, the question, has not been agreed to, because we only have uh, three uh, provinces that are, are in support uh, of the, instead of five in terms of the, the, the rules. And uh, what I was saying therefore is that uh, the, we're going to ask then the staff, uh, uh, the committee secretary, the content advisor, uh, the, the legal uh, people from parliament to assist the committee with the report. 
And then once that report is uh, is uh, complete, we will table it uh, before the select committee uh, for adoption. We will be adopting the report, not <laughs> the, the the bill, uh, but the report, and that report will then go uh, to the house. So that's what I was uh, uh, indicating, and I was checking if we we agree with that uh, uh, arrangement. Chairperson, you're clear. Okay, honorable Lord. Chairperson, I'm happy with the last part that you addressed, that the report will come back here. But I just want to um, double check. We, The wording that we're going to use now is that the select committee did not um, support the bill. So I'm not going to say it's not, there wasn't sufficient yeses, the majority here did not support it and that's how it should be worded um, as far as I understand. No, the majority should be five as well. We don't have five uh, provinces that are, are rejecting mm-hmm. them. No, no, yeah. Chair, sorry, Chairperson. To pass a bill, you need to have five votes, but the yeah. majority of the mandates Rejected oh, it. So there's the difference between the no, no, Chairperson. In okay. in terms to pass it, you need to have five provinces rejecting it. The majority here today rejected it, um, and that is a, a a clear distinction between the two. Let me, let me correct uh, you. Uh, I'm coming back to you, uh, Honourable Member. Let me correct you. The issue of a majority. <laughs> applies when it talks about uh, supporting. The issue of majority happens when you deal with Section 75. With Section 75, if you have a quorum and then you, you're deciding on the question, uh, it doesn't, if uh, people that are voting for the, for the uh, a decision, whether there are three people in support against two, then you have a majority in that case. Uh, You don't have to have five under Section 75. But under Section 76, you must have uh, five provinces. You don't talk majority, you're talking provinces. Five provinces. You don't talk majority. Majority, you talk about majority when you deal with Section 75. But when you talk, uh, we, we deal with Section 76, you talk about five provinces when it comes to uh, bills other than the constitutional amendment. With constitutional amendment, you need six provinces. Yeah, Chairperson, I understand that, but then um, what's the wording that you're going to recommend for the report? Well, uh, Honourable, uh, I think Advocate Jensen and uh, Samara have indicated that uh, the question was uh, did not uh, receive sufficient support. Thank you, Chair. Maybe, so I'm right. uh, Chairperson. Let me back to, to Honourable Maimang. Okay. I think the, 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 uh, the two uh, legal gurus, uh, they have correctly captured what has to be presented and uh, uh, to suggest that there were five provinces that rejected the report uh, is a, a gross misrepresentation of the facts as presented and also the proceedings of the meeting. The 
legal advice is correctly advised as in terms of how do we move forward thank you chair i agree with your with your, with your proposal that uh, how that in terms of how we need to 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 to, to craft the report thank you chair thank you very much <coughs> chair if i may okay uh, Chair, I think the salient point that we have to consider today is that only three provinces are supporting this bill. Yeah. Only three out of nine. I think I think Advocate Jenkins said that quite clearly. Thank you, Okay. I think then we we will wait for the for the report and then we may have a further deliberation once the report is before us. Um, okay. Agreed. Agreed, Chair. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I think that uh, then brings us uh, to the end of this uh, particular uh, chapter until we meet again to consider the report. Uh, let me take uh, this opportunity to um, thank uh, honorable members uh, for your participation, for your attendance uh, to this meeting. Uh, provinces uh, that uh, managed uh, to have uh, delegates uh, from the provinces represented uh, in this uh, meeting. Uh, let me also thank uh, uh, staff of uh, the select committee, uh, also the staff uh, from the NCOP, the legal unit and procedural unit. Uh, let me thank the department, uh, DDG, uh, Masocha, and uh, your delegation, and also the, uh, the National Gambling, uh, it's not yet a regulator, <laughs> uh, uh, Ms. Kongwa. Uh, thank you also with your delegation uh, for uh, attending. Uh, so you have had the, the outcome uh, of this process uh, of uh, the bill. Uh, it has come to, to this point. Uh, so we've been taking it forward uh, to the House, uh, for the House to decide. Thank you very much, uh, honorable members. Uh, uh, I don't know, but uh, Ms. Masota, I want to say something. DDG, before I finally thank, close. Thank you, thank you, Chair. Uh, we acknowledge the process uh, that has transpired in the in the committee and we will be guided from um, our side in terms of the next uh, way forward uh, once the report is concluded and we will we will be there to also um, support the processes going forward thank you chair thank you very much uh, honorable members again thank you very much uh, the meeting is adjourned i will then request uh, the staff of the civil committee and uh, uh, Honorable Dango uh, to remain for the uh, committee management meeting. Uh, the, the meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bye -bye. Honorable Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Good night, Chair. Good night. Good night, Missouri.
Okay. You'll indicate uh, when I should then start with the management committee if everybody is uh, everybody you else. Yeah, I can start. You can start, sir. Oh, okay. Um, I think the, the issue now is about uh, the the program, uh, particularly the third and the fourth program. Uh, that we, we must be discussing as a, as this a management committee a meeting. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if uh, we have the program that we can uh, uh, flight. I think there are still other people that uh, are not part of the management. Uh, maybe we should uh, wait for them to, to, to leave the meeting. So the host can uh, remove them. It's a closed meeting, so even the YouTube uh, must leave the meeting. <laughs> We, okay, let me just indicate who we want in the meeting, uh, the the chairperson, which is myself, uh, Honorable Dango, uh, two committee secretaries, uh, two researchers, and one content advisor. I'm removing them, Chair. <laughs> yes. 